0: The irony of that liner to begin this hour is that I'm alone in this room. Well, yeah, uh, in this room. I said this specific room. Mitch is off to do work out at Toynton Family Stadium tonight. Dave G's doing work out at Seco Park this afternoon, lending voices to ball games. And so you're stuck with me for a half hour ish. K-State baseball coming up at the bottom of the hour. The Cats and the Pokes of Oklahoma State tonight. The first of three in Big 12 action. Earlier today, the new assistant announced to the men's basketball program at K-State, Yurik Malagy, taking time to speak with the media after he was officially named as the associate head coach. This comes... Of course, during a very busy time for Jerome Tang as head coach, not just, as we talked about in the last hour, the work being done, of course, with recruiting and trying to piece together a staff. But you also have this weekend with the Final Four in New Orleans. Part of the activity down there is that this is also the weekend of the National Association of Basketball Coaches convention. Also known as a hell of a time to gain resumes for those who are looking for jobs as assistants and the like. But it's also a good opportunity to get down and be a part of different conversations as you're taking over a program, for example, as Tang is doing at K-State. Derek Young of K-State Online was the, the first up with the questioning of Malagi earlier today as... He settles into that role again as the associate head coach under Jerome Tang at K-State.
1: What was the motivating factor to join Coach Tang at Kansas State?
2: Obviously I I've known Coach Tang for over I guess you know half my life now. We first met uh, when I was coaching AAU basketball uh in Dallas. He had just started at Baylor University um and then he's become one of my closest mentors and just you know life friends over those years. I always tell people all the time I Coach Tang I'm I'm my dad's my late dad's second favorite coach behind me and uh, it was just our relationship the impact that he had he's had over my on, on my life uh, and my family's life just the support that uh, he's given me is something that we, we've talked about since we first met, you know, is, is having an opportunity to work together. Um, and obviously, you know, him offered me the opportunity to be associate head coach and have uh, more responsibility at this time in my career. I just thought it was a one one step closer uh, to my ultimate dream of becoming a head coach. But I believe in Coach Tang. Obviously, he's a proven winner um, and very instrumental in what Baylor was able to accomplish over these last 19, 20 years. It's just been remarkable.
1: And you're more known for at least so far for a recruiting pedigree. But if you had to say you leaned on offense or defense philosophically, I guess, what is your more of your where you have mastered which side of the ball?
2: I believe that I'm probably more of a relationship coach. And I think kids don't care how much you know until they know how much you care and I'm, I'm passionate about the game. You know, I'm always learning, you know, new ideas and concepts on both sides of the ball. So whatever side of the ball, Coach Tang uh, needs me to lean on more. You know, I I feel confident that I'll be able to help the staff and our and our team in, in that, that area. Obviously, you know, I, in my career, I've gotten a chance to work with some of the best defensive minds in the country. So, you know, we've, we've talked about probably a little bit more about me possibly helping out more on the defensive side of the ball, but it all depends on how we rank out the, the rest of our guy.
1: I'm curious, how do you think your background coaching at so many Texas schools and recruiting in so many areas in the Lone Star State will help you
0: now that you're, uh, you know, here in Manhattan?
2: From the outside looking in, I always looked at K-State as a place that they always tried to recruit the state of Texas. And it's been quite a few guys, Wesley Wandu and Thomas Gibson, are two that, that really come to mind, obviously, that had great careers here. You know, guys that, you know, maybe some of the in-state institutions or other uh, institutions in the Big 12 that, you know, typically recruit Texas may miss out on it. And some, you know, it's some guys like Wesley Wandu that end up being NBA players and, and have a, a high level of success. So I think um, I've always been been at, at institutions where Texas was home uh, and then we were able to branch out and, and recruit nationally. And obviously we want to take care of our backyard here and, you know, re- recruit the state of Kansas and, you know, have a presence in Oklahoma as well. But obviously we'll, we'll have a strong presence in the state of Texas and hopefully uh, my time at those institutions there, the state of Texas will pay us dividends.
1: I know it's still early, but you guys have got some scholarships to use this offseason. What would you say is the top recruiting priority at the moment?
2: We need immediate impact. You know, obviously we've got quite a few holes to fill to be able to elevate our roster. I don't think, you know, we've talked a lot about, you know, being able to, you know, having, you know, four or five guards that we can really count on as we as we battle in one of the toughest leagues in the country. Uh, But we're on some some really good guards that we feel really good about. Uh, guys that have been really excited to talk to Coach Tang and our staff. We're optimistic that, you know, we're, we're on the right guys and, you know, feel uh, confident that we'll be able to land some future wildcats here pretty soon. With the news coming out yesterday that, that
0: Nigel Pack had entered the transfer portal, as far as the list of your guys' priorities, I know he said that he was open. To possibly coming back, where is kind of recruiting him back to K-State on that that list of priorities for you guys?
2: Yeah, you know, Nigel is a very, uh, very good player. Uh, a guy that we have a lot of respect for that we competed against, um, and, and he's a guy that we'll continue to try to build a relationship with. Our program would never be about just one player, and I think ultimately we'll have some success just having guys that really want to be here for all the right reasons. We'll work hard to try to see if we can get Nigel back, if that makes sense, but at the same time, if, if he decides that it's in his best interest to move forward. We'll wish him the best of luck. We'll coach these guys that we're able to get uh, here uh, with us for next year's roster at a high level. We'll love on these guys at a high level. And like I talked about, man, you know, we, we've we been optimistic just because there's been so many really good players that have been so excited about the opportunity to, put, to play for Coach Tang and our staff.
0: Cliff, coming in and knowing you had to hit hit the recruiting
1: trail how much time have you been able to spend with the with the current roster and is that kind of a
0: difficult balancing act now trying to to figure out which pieces are going to fit together and what your needs are
2: so you know obviously we've had team meetings but also have had uh ongoing individual meetings and those meetings are happening you know every day sometimes with you know, guys multiple times a day, just making sure that they understand our expectations and we understand, we have a good feel for what their expectations are moving forward. But I, I feel those conversations are are going in the right direction. Obviously some guys have decided to go into the transfer portal and we support that. We fully support that. But uh, the guys that are, are working out or working hard, I, I think that they're excited about the direction of the program. And we'll continue to have those, those conversations with these guys. But I, I think that is a pretty good balance. You know, we're working diligently to try to fill these spots on our roster with the right guys uh, but at the same time I always think it's when, you, when you come in as a fresh staff you know you, you have to work quickly to be able to build relationships with those families. Coach Tang was able to contact all of our players families um, and some even got a chance to, to meet in person so that's that's been very good for us so far.
1: I asked Coach Tang this so I imagine there'll be a little bit of overlap when you're pursuing a kid what's your ultimate recruiting pitch at this point?
2: You know, I don't really, I don't believe in pitches. You know, I think uh, recruiting, it first stems from relationships. Kids go, they pick schools because they like you and they trust you. And they obviously the guys that we're recruiting a lot of these guys are going to aspire to play at the next level. You talk about Kansas State, it's a lot to sell, you know, from the uh, tight-knit community uh, that supports this university and this basketball program, the history, all the great players uh, that have played here, the experiences that we've had as a staff developing NBA talent at a high level, all of the winning that our staff has done collectively. Um, and then, you know, for us, you know, as assistants to be able to sell, you know, a leader like Coach Chang, uh, I think is gonna be very advantageous for us. A guy that's a proven winner, a man of strong faith, that's about family, uh, that's an unbelievable communicator, um, that's gonna challenge them student athletes every single day to be the best version of themselves on and off the floor. I think when families get a chance to come to Manhattan, they feel the energy, they feel the love and the warmth from this great community, uh, from this program, I think we'll be able to connect uh, with a lot of uh, top prospects around the country.
1: I know you're kind of still figuring out who's going to be on your roster, but I think one guy that seems to have a lot of buy-in already is Marquise Noel. Just how excited are you to coach him?
2: Well, you know, uh, Marquise was a fierce competitor, man. We we hated playing against him, man, when I was at Texas, man. We, we we referred to him a lot as a junkyard dog, but he's been fun. He's been fun to coach and And... Uh, obviously he's got a great passion for the game. Um we were just talking this morning just about having the best offseason that he's ever had, you know. it seems like his his heart and his mind is in the right place, his focus level and so we you know we're excited we're excited man to for, to to see how much better he can get and uh, and obviously being, you know, senior, he's going to bring a lot of experience. I, you know, obviously he's one of the best defenders in the Big 12, but he just brings so much every day just as a, as an everyday competitor. I I'm, I'm glad he's on my team. I'm glad he's in our foxhole.
0: Yurik Malagi again, the now-named associate head coach for Kansas State men's basketball, so the top-line assistant on Jerome Tang's staff. One of the things that, and I want to go back to even some of the conversation that we had a little with Mitch and I in the last hour, discussing where recruiting is right now and the number of guys that are in the transfer portal uh, nationwide at this point with uh, over 1,100 players that have already put their names in. And the pressure's on in a lot of ways for coaches to do as even was mentioned here in the interview with with, your, uh, with Ulrich, and that is that uh, you're, you're talking about having to even in some cases re-recruit your guys in K-State's case even potentially having to fully re recruit, if you will, Nigel Pack as he's gone into the transfer portal. We're coming up on what is to be tomorrow or Monday, the final game in coach Mike Krzyzewski's coaching career at Duke. And I bring that up. It was a year ago today as well that Roy Williams stepped down as head coach at North Carolina. One of the things that I have wondered about as we get deeper into the ongoing live experiment that is the transfer portal and its effect on not just college basketball, but even on college football, but specifically in this issue, college basketball, I've wondered how much of that constant recruiting is taking its toll on coaches who have been around the game a long time. A Coach K, a Roy Williams. Guys who had an established method about their recruiting, had an established way of doing things. And you throw the transfer portal into the mix, and it's become, I I hate to use the term free-for-all, But it's definitely made things a lot more unsettled in the offseason. Coaching changes are always going to be unsettling for a program. And that's where K-State is right now. Very unsettled. Because of all of the pieces now that have to be put into place for a new coaching staff taking over. That's before you even get into the discussion of the transfer portal. Just basic recruiting to begin with is something that is hard enough when you are just taking over a program and in the case of Jerome Tang, you're just taking over a program for the first time. While you've been an assistant on a program for 19 years and you have assistants who have long-term work in the field behind them as well as assistants. This is all still new. You're not only learning your new role, you're learning Manhattan, Kansas. You're learning a new way to deal with your travel. That's a big one right there. If you think about someone uh, like Malagy coming on staff, a guy who has spent his the majority of his career, recruiting Texas specifically, now you have that fun of adding in the flight out of the Manhattan airport to Dallas. Granted, that's, a, that's help. That's help. That's better than having to drive to KCI and then out and about you go. At least there's the direct to Dallas that can help the matter. But you're still readjusting. You're adjusting to uh, the fact that you will be uprooting your family. You're adjusting to the fact that you are looking for a house. You're adjusting to all of these things add up at a time where everything that is going on surrounding the game and what you're wanting to do with a program has just had a very strange thing added to the mix, and that is the exceptional volatility of the transfer portal. And I don't think that anybody can look at where we are with the transfer portal and say that that is not a volatile situation. It seems that year after year, and season to season, actually, if you want to throw football into this, we are talking more and more and more about the numbers of guys that are going into that transfer portal The older it gets, the more those numbers seem to increase. This year, we already know of two programs who have lost their entire roster practically to the transfer portal. LSU, which is getting ready to get the hammer dropped on them by the NCAA, and Murray State, where, by the way, LSU's new head coach, just left. Last year we saw it at Portland. I bring that one up just out of personal knowledge because uh, Eastern Washington was the team that took on Kansas last year in the NCAA tournament first round. You'll remember the Groves brothers being a big part of that Eastern Washington team. Their head coach, Shante Leggins, good guy, love the guy, other than the fact he was on that Eastern Washington bench when I was at Northern Colorado. Shantae took the Portland job, and that roster was set for a complete overhaul. Every single guy on that roster left last year at the end of the season. Now, Shantae played it well. He wound up getting that program back to where they were competitive and actually made a low-level postseason appearance this year. But it's not easy. In K-State's case, you've got the complete coaching change. You have all new assistants coming on board. You have all of the things that go into making that move. Oh, by the way, this is convention weekend. And for good measure, not only are you recruiting, you're recruiting the transfer portal. I don't know how a guy like Coach K, Roy Williams, let's be honest, even Bruce Weber to a point, could handle that year after year after year when they're so ingrained with what they'd been doing and how they'd been doing it. I think we're in for interesting times, and it may be getting to where college basketball coaching becomes a younger and younger man's game as we go. And the years of Roy Williams and Coach K or even Bill Self being at a place as long as they have, that may... That may be few and far between going forward, even as rare as it is now, given the volatility around college athletics. Six five uh, 524, coming back, Sage with a few questions, maybe? Okay, yep, she's ready. So she'll get to ask me anything coming up on the game. All right, before Sage starts peppering me with questions, I uh, want to mention Mark Smith just picked off MVP honors at the Reese's All-Star Game in New Orleans this afternoon. 13 points, 10 rebounds, 7 assists for the now former Wildcats. So a good effort today for Mark as he gains that MVP honor. All right. Slate's clean. Here we go.
1: All right. First question. What is one of your most irrational fears?
0: Irrational fears?
1: Yes, irrational. Oh, Wow. I mean, for me, it's like spiders. I know a lot of people are scared of spiders, and for the most part, they're harmless, but it still feels sure,
0: irrational. Sure. No, I deal with that in the household. I yeah. n- Not mine, <laughs> but n- n- irrational fear. Um, that the Royals will finish below 500? No, I don't know. Good. Wow. You know, that that's a good one. I have, have not given that one much thought. Um, Probably not so much fear just get grossed out by thought of mice or rats
1: okay that makes sense and I feel like that's a lot of people too where it's just like don't want to find it in your house firstly but maybe
0: another one probably good one would be just because we dealt with them at one incident and that would be bed bugs
1: yeah I get that and then one more question what is one thing you would love to never have to do for the rest of your life or never have to do again for the rest of your life
0: (laughs) Uh, Let's try three weeks in a uh, cardiac ICU.
1: That, yeah. I mean, I don't think anyone can really top that sort of thing. (laughs)
0: That that one kind of wins the day right there. I think so. Um, I mean, there's nothing really
1: that anyone else can say at that point that is, you know, worse.
0: I was stir crazy a day into it, and it took three weeks, folks. Yeah. That was (laughs) not pleasant by any stretch of the imagination. Oh, and by the way, three weeks of, you know, hospital food on top of that
1: right not the best
0: limited hospital food Mm. Uh uh-huh k-state baseball up next cats and pokes have a great weekend we're back at it on monday afternoon on the game